Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. Before I get into today's topic, I wanted to take a minute to um, express my gratitude to all of you who wrote to me last week about how helpful you found the episode on the new moon in Aquarius and how you implemented some of the insights that you had as a result of the episode, some of how some of the things that you shared with me about how helpful the journal question was. Um, I won't mention any names for confidentiality's sake. That's the legal part of me that I probably will never, ever um, change or shift, and that's okay. But you know who you are, and you know the really deep, rich conversations that we had over the past few days. So Again, thank you very much. All right. So in last week's episode, speaking of last week's episode, um, I mentioned that this week I would talk more about why we incarnate into this earthly life. And that is exactly what I am going to do today. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for women healing from loss, trauma, and grief, or who know there's more to life, but aren't sure what it is or where to find it. Whatever brought you here, you are not alone. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, soul navigator, mystic, intuitive, bereaved mom, and grief and trauma guide. Recreating my own life after a divorce in 2008 and going on to create and live a life I'd only dreamed of after that, I found myself on a new healing journey after my 29-year-old son unexpectedly left this life in January of 2019. So I invite you to grab a journal, a cup of tea, light a candle and get cozy, and allow yourself to be seen, held, soothed, and inspired on your journey to wholeness. Blending the practical with the spiritual, each week my guests and I will inspire you to connect with who you are at soul level so you can find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. You know, I often talk about soul contracts. I mean, I don't remember if it was episode two or three. It was one of the very the earliest episodes I did of this podcast, which I cannot believe I've been doing this for a year and a half. It, yeah, it's um, incredible to me. Anyway, I talk about soul contracts, soul agreements, um, the plan that our souls create before we're born, whatever, however you want to term it. Um, But our souls choose to experience certain things, to have certain experiences as a way to grow. Now, I do want to say before I go any further is that as humans, we have free will. And so what I will say is that it isn't a certain um, experience or it isn't the way that a certain event, uh, event is a better word. It isn't the event itself that we choose. We choose the experience of the learning that comes from it, the growth opportunity that comes from it. So. Yes, I do believe that at soul level, my soul and Greg's soul agreed that he would leave this life before me. Why we agreed to that as a human, as a mom, I'll never understand. But I trust that that's what my soul agreed to for learning, for growth as a soul. It doesn't mean as a mom, I will ever like it because I won't. I can assure you of that. But Again, we have free will. So with Greg, what I will say, and I'm using this as an example so that you'll understand the nuance of it. Greg had three close calls with death 
before he ultimately took his last breath in this life. One was when he was a senior in high school. One was in 2017. And the other was about six weeks before he ultimately passed away. He could have very easily left this life at any of those three previous events. For whatever reason, his soul chose not to. And for whatever reason, his soul did choose to on that fateful day in January of 2019. So again, that's where, you know, free will kind of comes in. Um, But we do have a plan. Our souls have a plan before we incarnate. So the experiences that we have give us an opportunity not only to grow, but to heal, to heal from events and experiences in this life, in our past lives, and that we bring uh, with us from our ancestors through our DNA. So the work that I do with my clients is about helping them heal at soul level, both for themselves and for their lineage. It's incredibly powerful work. And I say that because I had to do this before I could do it with other people. And I still do it. Don't think that, oh, you know, I'm wiping my hands clean. I'm, you know, check that off the list. No, this is an ongoing process. And as a matter of fact, just a couple days ago, I had a huge awareness about another level of healing that I'm being called forth to step into for my lineage. So there's always more to heal if we choose to heal it. But it's truly, it's just such powerful work and it really can transform someone's life as well as the lives of everyone in their lineage. I'm doing my work for my son, Steve, for my grandchildren, for my son, Greg, for his soul. Because if I halt whatever growth and healing is available to me since Greg left this life, then our soul contract, our soul agreement, our soul plan is going to be incomplete. I don't want to leave this life with that incomplete. Um, Now, the healing work that I do with my clients involves a lot of healing at an energetic level. And I can do all the energy work that there is, and it's very powerful. But then my client has to do her part. And her part is making different choices at both the mental and the physical levels. So as I was making notes for this this episode, I wrote down that, and you may have heard the saying that says that if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always had. This is the same principle. I mean, you know, there's research out there to show that humans tend to think about, I don't know, 50,000 thoughts a day to 70,000 thoughts a day. I mean, some just crazy, wacky number. But the really crazy thing is that about 80% of all of those thoughts that we have every day are the same thoughts over and over and over again. Of those, of that 80%, a great majority are negative self-limiting beliefs that have become habitual. Often, we don't even realize what we're thinking and what we're telling ourselves and what we're saying about ourselves. The self-judgments and self-criticisms are rampant and judgment and criticism of of other people also falls into this topic. So if you have experienced deep trauma or loss, it is absolutely critical that you shift any self-limiting beliefs, any self-criticism, any self-doubt, any of that negative mind chatter that we all carry with us. 
One of the things that I see frequently in my clients is that endless loop that plays in their heads of their trauma or loss. If you found your child after he or she went to spirit, that image is forever burned in your psyche. I didn't find my son after he took his last breath, but I did go to the morgue that afternoon to see him. So that image is, it's imprinted, it's seared into every cell of my being. There are times when it comes to the forefront of my mind as if it happened just minutes ago. The raw pain and the anguish is just too much. And if I let it, it would consume me. I realized early on, or I realized that early on, I should say. And so when it happens now, I honor it by acknowledging it. I remember gently kissing his lips before I left that room, telling him that I love him, that I will always love him and how grateful I am that he chose me to be his mom in his life. And then I remember his laughter, his smile that could light up any room and his beautiful heart and really his joy for life, his joie de vivre. I remember experiences that we had together, like our trip to Italy. And I give gratitude for every moment I had with him. So what I do is I consciously choose to honor the heartbreaking memory. And then I, then I allow myself the gift of other beautiful memories. Sometimes I choose to think about my grandchildren or anything else that brings me a moment of joy. There are many things I can do, but I always choose to honor the memory and then shift my thoughts before they pull me under. And let me add something because this just came to mind as I was saying that. That is not spiritual bypassing. By honoring the heartbreaking memory, I'm acknowledging the pain and the loss that I've experienced. Only then do I choose to move through that. So that's the mental aspect of it. But then there's the human 3D physical aspect. And this is where we have to take different action. Now, I understand how easy it can be to let those thoughts and memories consume us and really pull us under. And there are times when I allow that to happen, when I do let myself just go to that dark, dark space. And I see this with so many bereaved moms who are just basically frozen by their grief. And I get it because, like I said, there are times where I allow myself to do that. It can be so seductive to stay in that space. And yet our souls didn't come here to stay stuck. Our souls come here to grow and to heal. Part of our healing and growth is to take different actions at the physical level. That's how change happens. That's how healing and growth happen. So back to my example from my life, once I allow myself to honor the memory and then shift to a memory filled with love and gratitude, I take some kind of physical action. It might be as simple as, I don't know, going to the kitchen to get a glass of water or picking something up that's laying around the house and putting it away. Um, for me, I will often take my little dog for a walk to see the beauty in nature. Now, with healing at soul level, at clearing karmic blocks and restrictions, it is a bit different. So I help my clients become aware of the karmic blocks and restrictions created in this life or past lives or from their ancestors. And I help, I help them heal those at, at an energetic level. Then from there, they must make new choices to clear them at a physical level. Here's an example of what I mean. I worked with a client who, in a past life, had created a pattern of always staying with her partner no matter what. 
And actually in that lifetime, she was a male. So because we can be, you know, some lifetimes were men, sometimes we're women, doesn't matter. We still create these same, you know, we create these patterns regardless of whether we are male or female in a particular lifetime. But in that life, she was in, you know, she was a man, but she was in a difficult relationship. Once she became aware of the pattern that it'd be that had, she had created all those lifetimes ago, and she saw the pattern playing out in her current life, she knew she had to make different choices in order to break the pattern. Now, some possible choices would be to go to counseling, either alone or with her partner. And we talked about all kinds of different choices she could make. Um, and I went back through my notes and pulled these from my notes. She could have left the relationship. She could have chosen to react differently to things that occurred with her partner going forward. We worked on helping her set really strong but loving boundaries and then communicating those to her partner. Because if we don't communicate our boundaries, if we don't communicate what we will accept or tolerate and what we won't and what we'll do if our boundaries are dishonored and then upholding those boundaries, that's our responsibility in it. Because nobody else knows what our boundaries are. And if we don't uphold our boundaries, then we're the ones who have broken those boundaries or allowed those boundaries to be broken. So the responsibility again comes back to us, not to someone else. So by doing that, by setting boundaries, loving boundaries, but really strong, solid boundaries, she was making a different choice because she had not set boundaries in the past. She had just, or she had tried to, but she had not upheld those boundaries. By doing that, she made a different choice, which is how we heal. It's how change actually happens. Is it easy? No, because because we've become accustomed to our patterns and our behaviors. They become habits that we don't even realize we're doing. So there's no blame in any of this. There's nothing about it to criticize. It's about becoming aware. But here's the beautiful thing, though. This client took responsibility for her healing, which I talked about two episodes ago in episode 89. She didn't blame her partner or her parents or anyone or anything else. She didn't expect anyone else to do this for her. And again, she also didn't come to our session and then just go on about her life as usual. She took conscious aware action that was different, that helped her grow and heal both as a person in this life and as a soul. This is the power of the work my clients and I do. And let me just say, it can be really messy. There are a lot of tears on our calls. It can be painful and it can be scary, but it can also be beautiful on the other side. I work on healing so many different things with my clients, but it all goes back to patterns that we create in our lives, in our past lives that we carry with us from our ancestors. Often my clients don't even know they're carrying a particular pattern until we do this work, until we do regression work and we uncover it. It takes courage and love to show up for yourself, for your ancestors, for your lineage in this way, to do this work. But every single one of your ancestors and those who come after you will thank you and your soul will thank you. So... I had ended this episode and then I popped over to Facebook and I saw a post by my beautiful, 
beautiful friend, Kelly Kicha, and I had to add it as a perfect ending to this episode. Her post said, you are the ancestor that changes everything for your bloodline. You are the golden light in human form brought to earth with a higher purpose. That is one of those, what they call mic drop moments, in my opinion. And honestly, I have nothing else to add except to say that if you would like to be that golden light, if you would like to heal and change things for your bloodline, and if you would like to see if my work would assist you with that, just send me an email at info at lorilatimer.com and we will schedule a call completely complimentary to see if it would be a good fit or not. So with that, until next week, I am sending you all so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Grief with Grace. Please be sure to like our Grief with Grace podcast Facebook page and find me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you new content and new interviews each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I really hope you do, please be sure to share it with a woman who could use some inspiration in her life and on her journey. Until next time, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.